Hello, and welcome to the first, the next iteration of the Molly Summer Show. Before I dive into this, I just want to say how happy I am that you are here either watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, because it's been a journey for me to come back into this space. It's one of those full circle moments for me. I'm really <clears throat> not only excited about what I am seeing evolve and want to be shared, but I'm also sitting here recognizing the journey that I've been on. I think that is the perfect place to start today. So I want to start by sharing a story with you because I believe that we connect through story and this one really is authentic and as an entrepreneur, I'm, I know I'm not the only one that has experienced this. If I can offer some inspiration to move through these things by sharing my own truth and by sharing my own experience, then I've helped one person today, and that's who I'm speaking to. So this is my second attempt at a podcast. My first attempt, I started in 2021. I left it up. So those of you who are curious, you can go back and have a look and see or learn from those parts of myself. It was called Becoming Unconflicted. And it was very similar to what I'm doing now, but not quite. Mm. I hadn't had the growth that I've had in the last two years to incorporate and to integrate into what I was offering at that point. What stopped me from stepping further along that path back then was what we are going to talk about today, which is imposter syndrome. I made it through half a dozen or so episodes of Becoming Unconflicted. And the day came that I thought, I'm going to share about imposter syndrome. So I sat down and I wrote out what I wanted to share about imposter syndrome. But then my imposter syndrome started to kick in. At the time, I didn't have the support, I didn't have the knowledge, and I didn't have the power and self-awareness that I do now to be able to move through it in a way that supported me in continuing along that path. So, of course, as imposter syndrome does, it completely sabotaged my growth and my momentum forward in becoming unconflicted. I ended up recording that episode four times, and I did not launch a single one of them. Then, <laughs> the piece de resistance was that I stopped podcasting after that episode. <laughs> That's how imposter syndrome can really derail you from stepping into your creative expression, your soul's path, and really doing the work that you are meant to do here. As I begin this journey once again, 
I thought this was the perfect place for us to start all over again and have this full circle moment. So buckle up, bring your hands and feet inside the car and enjoy this ride. Let's start with what imposter syndrome is. If you look at the definition online or in if you're old school and you have a dictionary, the definition is the psychological belief that you are inadequate or incomplete or failure despite evidence showing otherwise. This was the old definition that I used to believe, but now I see it from a higher perspective. I see it now as that part of ourself that buys into the illusion that we are separate from our godliness, from our divinity. And thus, this part of us tells us that we cannot possibly be good enough to express what our soul has in store for us, what creativity wants to birth through us. I believe that every single one of us has this part of ourself. I've heard it from famous people, actors, to politicians, anybody who is stepping into a bigger expression of themselves, just like I was back when I was doing the podcasting, and I am now, you're going to butt up against the discomfort of stepping outside of your comfort zone. It isn't until you are ready to return to that truth, which is your 100% birthright and the truth of who you are, that you are authentically stepping into your power to be able to express what wants to come through in a way that is joyful and accepting and from a place of sharing. The truth is, I believe that we are all creators and in its essence, unified consciousness or godliness or divine or source or whatever you want to call it, seeks to experience life through us, which means that we are all unique prisms and divine consciousness flows into this beautiful vessel of a body and how we refract that light is unique to us. My rainbow is going to look different from your rainbow, but each rainbow is beautiful in its expression. Discovering your rainbow and learning to articulate it and express it through your life, I believe, is the essence of our soul's journey. So why does imposter syndrome show up? Well, we're all born into this world perfect. We're all born with the consciousness and the ability to step out and fulfill our dreams, to create and imagine anything we want. Think back to when you were a little child and how you played just allowed yourself to be taken away in that creative process. Over time, we start going through life and we start experiencing, absorbing and learning things from the people and the experiences around us. 
We learn from our social programming to compete for resources. We learn from our parents through generational programming. And we learn from our peers at school through the games we play, things like musical chairs, which is literally teaching us scarcity. It's a game about a limited amount of resources and our ability to move quickly and compete for what is left. Imposter syndrome is created by the ego, which is judgment-based and full of fear, victim, and conflict. The truth is that we are 100% capable of creating anything we want. When we tap into creative thought, when we tap into our highest potential, and we take action from a place of learning and curiosity. Imposter syndrome was first observed in 1978 by Pauline Rose Clance and Susan A. Imes when observing high-achieving women. For our purposes today, we're going to talk about what Valerie Young did, and she broke it down into categories, five categories. I want to say here that Though it started out as an observation of high-achieving women, by high-achieving women, this is not something that only women experience. Both men and women experience imposter syndrome because we all have ego. Imposter syndrome is triggered when we step out of that perceived safety of our comfort zone, what we're used to our identity, when that is challenged, when we are asked to grow and to step into a larger expression of our truth, imposter syndrome rears its head and tries to keep us disconnected and safe in that place of what we're used to. It's not a masculine trait or a feminine trait or a male trait or a woman trait. Everybody has it, but how we experience it and express it is unique to all of us. Imposter syndrome can surface in all areas of your life, not just your career. It can show up in your relationships with romantic partners It can show up in family. It can show up with your peers. It can show up not only in relationships, but your spiritual life. It can show up in your physical body and your mental body. When this part of you is activated, you may feel it in the physical. You may experience it in the mind. You may feel it in your emotions, or you may feel spiritual symptoms such as disconnection and depression. If unaware, this part of you can run as a part of your identity and it becomes a part that is subconscious in sabotaging how you seek to achieve your goals. It's not until you really discover the courage build the support system around you, that you begin to face this part of you when you're able to 
heal it, and move past it. So let's look at the five types of imposter syndrome that Valerie Young put into categories so that we can better understand ourselves. The first category is the perfectionist. This category is characterized by excessively high goals, debilitating fear of failure, seeking to control situations, perceiving things as right or wrong. This person tends to micromanage themselves and those around them. They insist on being perfect 100% of the time or nothing at all. They hold themselves to a higher standard of being and doing and tend to put other people on pedestals as well. The next category is the expert. The expert measures their worth based on what or how much they do or know. They're always seeking to learn because they have a fear of being exposed for a fraud or being inexperienced. This person seeks to always learn more, to be certified in multiple things so that they can be perceived as knowing their stuff. The expert might avoid applying for jobs because they don't have all the qualifications. They may fear expressing themselves because they don't want to be perceived as wrong or not knowing their stuff. The next category is the soloist. The soloist avoids asking for help because they don't want to be perceived as weak or vulnerable. They say to themselves, I don't need help. Or they firmly believe that they have to do things on their own. Are these starting to sound familiar? I know I have experienced all of these at one point or another. The Superman or the Superwoman. This person is constantly pushing themselves to the limits, feeling that they need to prove themselves in order to earn self-worth or be acclaimed by others. They identify and feel pride in being a workaholic. They have a hard time slowing down or taking time off. Often they get stressed when they're not working. They feel unsatisfied unless they've been productive. Finally, the last category is the natural genius. The natural genius is naturally intelligent and gifted, but has a hard time accepting these gifts. They have a hard time facing challenges outside of their zone of genius because they fear being perceived as stupid. These are the people that get straight A's without trying and excel without effort. They tend to put themselves in situations where they know they will excel because it is within their zone of genius. 
how do you heal imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome, like everything else, starts with awareness. Taking responsibility for yourself and your healing. Until you're ready to look at yourself, really look at yourself, you're going to be perpetuating the cycle of being in the ego. We have to humanize these things because we all experience them. You're not alone if you feel like what I'm talking about today is something that you experience. Like I said, I have experienced all of these things. And truthfully, I'm experiencing them right now in real time, sharing it with you, feeling these resistances rise from within me. Instead of letting it stop me this time, I'm willing to look at that part of myself with compassion. I'm willing to speak to my ego and say, no, this doesn't serve us anymore. I'm willing to give myself that compassion and forgiveness that is needed to move through this. We have to learn how to acknowledge our emotions by normalizing them. After all, we are here in this human body to experience emotion. All of emotion. From the victim all the way up to passion. Learning to lean in to our support systems. Talking about these things. Sharing with a confidant or a coach or your therapist will help diffuse the energy that is held behind the story. Connecting inward to your truth that isn't held in the head, but in the heart and in the body. Connecting to your godliness, your divinity, the God of your understanding, whatever that is. Knowing that you are this beautiful expression of source energy. Talking to that, connecting with that, praying with that. And letting it go. Using the breath. Using movement. Using release. So that you're no longer carrying around this dense energy of resistance and fear. Learning every time you experience this. And moving forward with inspired action. Slowing everything down. To move forward with intention. And allowing the journey to unfold as it's meant to unfold for you. Knowing that no matter if 
you stop it today and pick it up later, the lesson and the process is always going to be there for you. If it's meant for you, it's always going to be there for you. As a creative entrepreneur, it's inevitable that you are going to be activated. Being an entrepreneur alone is one of the greatest acts of self-improvement and healing that you will ever do. And it takes courage to step into that and do it over and over every single day. It's with that commitment and with that tenacity and courage that you will overcome these things and you will step into a larger version of yourself as each day passes. No matter what happens in your life, I believe that your path unfolds for your greatest good and you will always learn and grow as you move along it. Each lesson that you learn is a lesson that you don't have to learn again. That's the beautiful thing about being a creator. And we are all creators. We all create from our imagination into this reality. When you can turn your pain into an expression of who you are, into passion, that is you being your most powerful self, alchemizing that energy, that experience into something good for the world, whether it be in an art, whether it be in your business, whether it be a sculpture or a photograph, you are the creator of that art and that expression. And once released, it cannot be destroyed. It will live on forever. And that is the gift that we all leave this world. My beautiful friend, I really hope that you have learned something here today about yourself. And maybe as you go forward, this awareness will bubble up. For myself, I am really excited about what I'm going to be offering you over the coming weeks and months. And I hope that you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to and follow along the journey. It will be a journey of adventure. I let the universe show me the way and I let the universe tell me what is next. And so I can't promise where we're going to go, but I can promise you it will be fun. It will be enjoyable and it will be a lesson in learning. So please leave a review if you liked this show today. Hit that follow button. If you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on Instagram at Molly C. Summer. And I'll see you next time. Much love, my friend. You are so beautiful. I just I hope you know it. <laughs>